afternoon, we begin with breaking news and an unfolding plane emergency at Bankstown Airport. It's understood the pilot of a light plane issued an alert over a potential landing gear fault. That alert triggered a full-scale emergency response at Bankstown Airport. These pictures into the newsroom a short time ago show the plane safely touching down on the runway. We'll bring you more details shortly. A massive clean-up operation could take days after last night's severe summer storm. Some parts of the city caught more than a month's worth of rain, leaving roads and homes flooded, while strong winds brought down power lines and trees. And hundreds of people are still without power. Bill Hogan reports. Good afternoon. Well, this is the sound that is ringing out in suburbs right across Sydney. Now, shredders and chainsaws at work to remove dozens of trees that will topple down in last night's freak storm. Here in North Narrabeen, a land cruiser was simply no match by the size and sheer strength of this wind that pushed down a tree trunk, crushing it beneath. The rain came and went so fast, causing flash flooding in the east and north. The eastern distributor filled up fast the streets of Kensington deep in water. We just like to remind members of the community uh, to never walk wide, drive or play in flood water. Terry Hills copped the most rain, 120 millimetres overnight, more than half of that in just one hour. Residents today in disbelief how quickly it came and went. We just had to watch the water do its thing mm. and come in and because there's really nothing we could do. We just had to watch it flood the house. There was a mad scramble for any clean towel <laughs> and uh, a lot of sweeping out the front door. There was lightning, thunder, even a water spout forming over the beach in D.Y. You can see the stuff moving up in it. Bringing more rain and keeping crews constantly busy. On the Pacific Highway, firefighters were called in to chop up this monster tree falling in Pimble. While in Chatswood, a more delicate and dangerous job with branches caught in power lines stopping traffic heading north. There's been so many jobs for so many workers today right across Sydney, but once, of course, these trees are moved, the assessment of damage will be done, and then the battle with insurers will begin. Thank you, Bill. Latest state election polling shows that while Labor is in the lead, their support is dropping, as approval for the government has been increasing by the same amount. Both sides have been out on the campaign trail today, as Amelia Brace reports. Dominic Perrottet was quite appropriately in the regions today to launch the regional travel card, which gives apprentices and students $250 towards public transport or petrol. We do everything we can to help household budgets right across our state. And it's all part of our long-term economic plan to keep New South Wales moving forward. The Premier spent this morning in the seat of Goulburn, which the government is looking to hold on to at the state election. The Liberals, Wendy Tuckerman, currently holding it by just over 3%. I'd say to the people of Goulburn today, you've all, you always choose well, because you always choose Liberal. More broadly, polling suggests voters are doing just that, with the coalition clawing back support on both the two-party preferred and primary votes. It's going to be close, and I've said that from the very beginning. This election will be down to the wire. It will come down to a few seats. Chris Minns, meanwhile, was in Sydney's Inner West today announcing Labor's plan to rejuvenate live music venues and fund contemporary music. We are determined to make New South Wales the home of live music in Australia. The Premier says he'll have his own live music policy to announce soon. Thank you, Amelia. 
Prime Minister Anthony Albanese has promised not to make big changes to superannuation, but warned some of the arrangements are unsustainable. Live to political reporter Jennifer Beshwadi in Canberra. Jen, good afternoon. What exactly is he talking about? Good afternoon, Anne. Basically, at this stage, the government hasn't ruled out uh, winding back some of those generous tax breaks on superannuation. And that's because, according to recent stats, those concessions could soon cost the budget more than the total amount spent on the age pension. So more than $50 billion a year. And uh, both the Prime Minister and Treasurer say that that's just not sustainable. It does appear the government is leaning towards making some changes. What that will look like, though, still needs to be determined, but it could be softening the tax concessions only for very high super balances. We're talking people with millions of dollars in superannuation. Here's the Prime Minister and Opposition Leader today. It is right to look at sustainability of, uh, of programs. We said uh, we would not have any major changes in superannuation. And that is certainly our intention. Clearly, there is an attack on superannuation. And if Labor is proposing to tax that more and more and more, then it is going to make it harder for self-funded retirees, for part pensioners. And meanwhile, we've received new data on wages today. They grew by 0.8% in the December quarter, 3.3% from this time last year. The Reserve Bank is watching wage growth very closely to see if it's affecting inflation. And experts do believe that these numbers, which are lower than expected, will take some pressure off the Reserve Bank as it continues to raise interest rates. Anne? Jim Bishwadi in Canberra. Thank you very much. NRL stars Latrell Mitchell and Jack Whiten have pleaded not guilty over their alleged brawl earlier this month. The case has now been adjourned until after the football season. Isabel Mullen reports from Canberra. A week out from the NRL season and Raiders star Jack Whiten and the Rabbitohs Latrell Mitchell have both pleaded not guilty to fighting outside a Canberra nightclub. Both Mitchell and Whiten arrived at the ACT Magistrates Court together, supported by Raiders CEO Don Ferner. Between them, they are facing a string of charges, including fighting in a public place and resisting arrest. Speaking to the media, Whiten says they haven't had a disagreement and the pair are still good friends. You can't not get along if you didn't not get along at the start, so there's been no dramas there ever, so yeah. yeah. You've pleaded not guilty of fighting those charges? Yeah, I can't comment on any of that stuff, you know that. They'd been out celebrating Whiten's 30th birthday at Fiction Nightclub in Canberra in the early hours of the morning. Video from the time shows a group of police arresting Mitchell as he cries out that they are hurting his shoulders. My shoulders! Today, their lawyers described their bail conditions as completely unnecessary and they were dropped. And are you relieved that they relax those bail conditions, sir? Not relieved. They shouldn't have had them in the first place. Jack has pleaded not guilty. Every story has two sides. We're going to defend Latrell's. Their matters won't be heard again until October 30, almost a month after the NRL grand final. Joe Biden says the US and its allies will stand firm with Ukraine as the second year of Russia's full-scale invasion approaches. His Russian counterpart, Vladimir Putin, issued a rallying cry of his own, distancing himself further from the West. Our Europe Bureau Chief Hugh Whitfeld is in Warsaw. 
The two presidents speaking about 1,200 kilometres apart, a few hours apart. They may as well have been on different planets. Joe Biden's speech here in Warsaw at the city's royal castle, a spectacle in itself. It was meant to be a symbol of NATO's unity and the US's support of Ukraine and countries in Eastern Europe. But his words were powerful as well calling out Russia's war crimes as abhorrent, saying Putin's craven lust for land and power will fail and that the Russian president was wrong to think NATO would roll over. Our support for Ukraine will not waver. NATO will not be divided and we will not tire. Brutality will never grind down the will of the free. And Ukraine, Ukraine will never be a victory for Russia. Never. In stark contrast, Vladimir Putin spoke for around two hours of rather subdued speech in Moscow before a gathering of MPs and military leaders. He accused Ukraine and the West of starting the war and claiming the US wanted a global war while ignoring the heavy losses Russia has suffered on the ground. I want to repeat, it's they who have started the war. We have used and are using force to stop it. Crucially too, Vladimir Putin says he's suspending Russia's membership of a nuclear weapons treaty it signed with the United States that limited the number of nuclear weapons each country holds. That potentially opens the door for Russia to amass further nuclear weapons. He says too that Russia could carry out nuclear weapons tests, but only if the US does so first. Vladimir Putin with another busy schedule over the next 24 hours in Moscow in the run-up to this one-year milestone since Moscow's invasion of Ukraine. Joe Biden staying here in, in Warsaw for another 24 hours as well.